0: Alright everybody, let's get right into it. We are... We got a good one. Yep, 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 yep. Um, I think that's like a Muppet says that. Um, we got a Muppet episode coming pretty soon. Um, I would say if you are interested in hearing a Muppet episode, then you will be interested in tuning in maybe three or four weeks from now. That would be the time, I would think. Um... But this week, nope, um, we got, we're back in the world of, uh, fitness. You know, we operate in a lot of realms here at Goodbye Record. We do a lot. We go to a lot of things. I got my, got my sports correspondent with Pete. Got, uh, movies, you know, with Courtney. We do, we do the movies. Um, my silly, my silliness correspondent is always Ryan Foley, uh, Um, and, um, and fitness, you know, I got, I go, I oscillate. Joey Bate, always a great guy to talk about fitness with because, uh, his arms are the size of my life. And, um, and, but we also got, uh, we got, we got a a good friend of mine, Mitch. That's right. Mitch is here, uh, today to talk about run Disney the best run Disney races, um, and it is run Disney races, just to make that clear, um, and yeah, he's great, uh, Mitch is, um, he was a friend of mine from Florida, he is a friend of mine from Florida, uh, he trained me at Disney, and, um, and you know he, I, I'm glad that he did the podcast because that is kind of like a dream come true for that little, little guy who got trained at Disney. Uh, he'd ever thought he didn't even know if Mitch liked him. Never mind, we'll do a podcast. So this is pretty cool, and run Disney is a great thing. Um, so if you're looking into running, um, this would be a good time to do it. We also talked a little bit about running during the quarantine. However, um, we did record this before. Um, it became a common sense guideline to wear your mask um, out. No matter, even if you're just running alone, you got to wear the mask, according to most guidelines from health organizations, doctors, that sort of thing. So uh, keep that in mind. If you do go for a run outside, do please wear that mask. That'll be great. Um, we didn't mention it. I don't think we mentioned it when we recorded, so I just wanted to make that clear at the top um paradigms as a second language is still available we're doing great stuff with that trying to raise money for food banks uh in worcester and orlando and i think that's pretty much it uh happy end of april you know we made it through another month this one went by a lot faster than march i think uh not sure if that's good or bad i don't really think it matters at this point we're just kind of in a inspector space time kind of oh that's another watch everyone should be watching community um on netflix uh because um apparently the the six seasons in a movie prophecy um is buoyed right now by the netflix viewership you know sony is interested in the movie um netflix is always interested in anything um and so they're just gauging the viewership and so keep keep Community going. Uh, it's been I think five years since season six ended, so we're due for a movie at this point. Hashtag end a movie. Um, definitely, I just want to support that because community is like probably top two shows of all time for me. Um, and I really would love to see the movie get made. Um, Donald Glover, uh, I know you listen to this podcast, so just consider a cameo. It's not wouldn't have to be too big or anything. Uh, but I think that is what is. Uh, holding up Dan Harmon from writing I think he wants Donald Glover at least involved in some capacity and yeah, yeah that's pretty much it uh, everyone let's keep going everyone keep doing what they're doing as long as it's a thing that's safe and helpful and useful and generous and kind let's just do it baby we're doing the best we can Um, it's been a month since opening day I miss it Baseball. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a very uh, amazing episode of Goodbye Meliverk Road. This is a good. This is a great one. Um, I'm very excited to welcome to the podcast um, my my old my old Disney trainer, the great the great Mitch Rowe. Mitch, thank you so much for being here.
1: Yeah, thank you for inviting me onto the show. Uh, I've heard very good things, and I've always enjoyed <laughs> listening to your podcast. So I'm excited to finally be able to star on uh, this podcast with you.
0: I was more than happy to have you on, uh, especially since um, you are probably the person I know in my life who is the most involved with Run Disney, and. Oh yeah. We are we're talking we're talking Run Disney today, uh, and you have done so many races, but we're doing it in a way where you're going to do your top five uh, Run Disney races, and then I have some questions for you about them. It's kind of like an interview.
1: Yeah, of course. Uh, I've done over the last year. My first race was back in April of 2019. I did the Star Wars 5k and immediately I became addicted to all their run Disney races. And it's just a huge family of people that love to run, stay active and go out there on the Disney parks and courses and just have a fun time while doing it.
0: Absolutely. It's one of their best programs. I remember I used to follow them on instagram way back in the day before i even worked at disney and i would see like i'd every saturday morning when i'd wake up uh to go to breakfast out in out in a uh, couple like a half hour away uh so we'd get up early and the run disney instagram would be so active it'd be the only account active because all the all the races started super early in the morning and now to actually know people who not only have participated in run disney but have continued to conquer it, it's super cool and I think I always like seeing your progress and development on that.
1: Yeah, it's definitely like when I first did my first race, um, I never thought I would ever even do a marathon. Like maybe if you asked me two, three years ago, if I was ever do a run Disney race or ever to participate in a race, I probably would have never um, said yes to it. I know several years ago when I, since I went to college down here, Um, I saw a run Disney advertisement on my Facebook page and I looked into it and really didn't think much about it. And I was like, this would be probably interesting to do someday. And then I put it on the back burner and eventually, um, I decided that I wanted to do something with my free time. And I was like, what's really good that I want to remain active, but also do something entertaining. And that's how I really joined run Disney, um. Like I said earlier, it's like a great family to get involved with, and it's like addicting. It's like playing a video game or watching, for instance, like Tiger King or um, <laughs> different Netflix TV shows, because it's, it's something that you do once, and you're going to want to do it again and again. And it's expensive, but it's something that gets you addicted and keeps you active.
0: I, I think that's a great way to put it, for sure. It definitely is something that you, the more the better you get at it, the more interested you are to see how far you can actually go. and.
1: Exactly, and you don't really have to be a uh, professional runner to do some of these. Like, I am sure I'll answer some questions for you about it, but you can be someone that has never run before, or you can be somebody that has done the Boston Marathon before. Like, this is—it's a community that you necessarily don't have to have running experience to participate in.
0: Absolutely, it definitely seems like a great community. I see so many different, like Disney, even like a lot of other Disney podcasts will uh, have communities based around the podcast and they'll just run together like hundreds of people all together at the race it's awesome
1: yeah like we were talking about a little bit earlier about how you saw on social media that they were posting sometimes like they always post even if they're not in a race season because um, like usually between april and october is sort of their dead period where they really don't do any races most of them are between november and march or april um that's where their main weekends are focused but yeah they are always posting the, either the themes the registration times or photos of people that are uh, have done the course and stories such like that
0: well it's definitely uh always fun to check them out uh all the races seem super cool too which i think is a good way to say uh with your list um what comes in at number five in your run disney top five races
1: so my top five um if you so I sort of ranked them um, two different ways, one was the theme of the race, and the other was sort of um, which one I believe was number five, so I would say probably the princess half marathon um I mainly did that one because I wanted to participate in every single race weekend, uh, which I have done the princess was the last one I had to do um and it was a lot of fun, but it was more um geared towards like the Disney Princess franchise, which was really cool, but like I'm more of a Star Wars and um, Marvel type guy. so it was a great type of race. Um, it was sort of the non-traditional half marathon course for Disney because it starts at Epcot and brings you through Magic Kingdom. It's the only of one of two races that actually goes into Magic Kingdom um, during the run Disney events.
0: Well, that's super cool. Uh, I always I remember when I was like when I was like six or seven years old. I I found out about Run Disney, and I like lied to my first grade classroom. I was like, I was in a race with Mickey Mouse, and I had no Wait, really you did? I had no idea what it actually entailed. I just assumed you would race the characters, and I was like, yeah, I came in first. I beat Mickey. <laughs> that would
1: actually be a pretty fun, funny thing to do. Is uh, like there's people, of course, on the uh, course line that are dressed up like Disney characters, and some people are wearing outrageous costumes or I saw somebody like holding a turkey for the wine and dine last year and somebody had a box of donuts. So people (laughs) definitely, uh, race after things. So I guess it does make sense that you told your classmates that you (laughs) ran after Mickey Mouse.
0: (laughs) Have you ever dressed up?
1: So I, I haven't officially dressed up yet because I, I really haven't done this with anybody except for one person. Um, I don't know if you've ever met Jay, but he was a Disney College program participant. um, That was in the fall before you came. Okay. Um, I did the marathon this year with him, and we didn't really... We were going to dress up, but then sort of we got delayed and sort of got more focused on going to the parks because he was visiting here from Australia, so we really didn't have a time to dress up, but... Um, The most I've done to dress up probably was the first 5k I did. I wore a Mandalorian um, tank top. Oh, nice. And that's really all I did. I didn't really go any further than that because I didn't know what to expect. Um, But when I showed up for my first race, it was weird because I saw a lot of people wearing things you wouldn't expect somebody to run in. Like someone was in a full-blown Stormtrooper outfit that that looked like it was made of heavy materials. And I asked them, and I go, so how are you wearing this and gonna run? And they're like, oh, well, I've I've trained in it before. And I was like, okay, well, that's that would be pretty interesting to go around my neighborhood and see somebody running in a stormtrooper outfit for fun.
0: Yeah, that would be uh, definitely a little bit intimidating, um, especially now. Like, I feel like it'd be like a a police force making sure everyone stays inside
1: um exactly and like i feel like dressing up is one of the big components of it like there are many components to the run disney races and definitely dressing up if you've never seen photos of racers or anything um i definitely recommend going to their website because they have a lot of photos on there that um of people that dress up in outrageous costumes and some people don't dress up at all um, but some of those hardcore disney fans that get their like family and friends to do it um they they go hardcore. Like I think I saw a group that was dressed up um as all seven dwarfs. Wow. For the wine and dine last year. Um I've I've seen it all on the courses. <laughs> uh
0: definitely some great uh costume themes out there, but it's some good race themes too, I think. Uh which, which Yeah, they have What was it?
1: Oh sorry. Um yeah, so I could like they have I think it's four different race weekends. And then they also have a virtual series for people that really can't get to Florida to do the runs. Um, so like there's a wide variety of things that run Disney does. They do, uh, run Disney races over in Paris. Um, they used to do them over in Anaheim. So in Paris, they actually have, um, a half marathon and a 10 K. And I think right now they spread it out within two weekends in, during the year. Um, one of them is the half marathon weekend and then one of them is just like a regular race weekend
0: that's awesome i didn't know they did them around the world like that that's super cool um yeah
1: and uh i was researching them the other day and they have a lot of races that um like not official run disney races but smaller events that are like a five, ten k or a 15k in uh, hong kong shanghai and various other locations
0: that's really great um Which, uh, are you, do you ever plan to do one, uh, a race not in Orlando?
1: I would like to, um, at some point I think it would be cool to do the one in Paris because they have this thing called a, um, I think it's a a castle to Chateau medal that you run a half marathon or a marathon at Disney in Orlando and then you run it in Paris
0: that would be a great medal to have um, for sure. But uh, which which race is coming in at number four for going back to Orlando for that one?
1: So back to Orlando, I would say it would be the Star Wars Rival Run uh, 5K or 10K. Um, like I said earlier, the 5K was the first run Disney race I did. And it was interesting because it didn't really have many characters on it. It was more of a try to complete it as fast as you can. Um, All the courses have different characters on it, so no, no course is pretty much the same. Um, yes, the courses are similar every single year for each themed weekend, but the characters will differ every year. Um, but for the Star Wars one, it was really neat because it has characters like Darth Maul, Darth Vader. Um, I'm interested to see next year what they're going to bring to that weekend because... This this year, of course, it's canceled because of the uh, COVID virus, right? Um, which is a disappointment because I was signed up to do that one, but I think it came in number four just because it wasn't a super thrilled race, uh, but it was also sort of competitive.
0: So, with that one, you take more of the approach of like you go you try, you don't go, you go for speed more over the distance.
1: Yeah, so for the five k's, I sort of go for speed. Um, and when I did my first 5k, unfortunately it was raining, so it didn't give me the best experience of a run Disney event. So I was sort of hesitant to register for another one. Um, so I did a lot of research online and everything after it. And I saw that they have certain limitations in place for it to happen in case it rains or there's lightning in the area. Mm -hmm. Um, because unfortunately for the first race I did, it was the two hour delay for rain. Ooh. Um, so the opportunity to fully experience
0: it well that sounds like a good one uh I think that'd be a good way like for for people like me who I've never run more than a 10k would be that would be a good way to get uh started I think
1: yeah that's the best way to get started because you really want to start with something that um you know you can finish rather than going for something that like say if you've never run before you really don't want to start with maybe a half marathon or marathon. Um, but if you want to just get in there, I would do a 5k just to see what it's about. And those are usually $80 compared to the 200, which is like a half marathon or marathon.
0: Definitely, definitely a uh, steep on the, uh, on the cost for sure. But, uh, it seems like it'd be definitely worth it. Um, oh, wh- yeah. which race do you have coming in at your number three position?
1: So at the number three position, I'm going to give that to the virtual races Um, just because those are an exclusive series of do it at home, do it at your own time. Just because I think um, it's not necessarily you have to take time out of your day to go do it. You can sort of just say, oh, hey, I'm going to run three miles. It sort of keeps you motivated um, out of the race season because when you're just like at home it takes a little bit more motivation to get out there and run. Whereas when you're on the course, you're like, Oh, this is the goal I'm trying to complete, but you really don't have a goal to finish when you're just running for fun or for training.
0: That's super. I, I really didn't know much about the, the virtual races at all, but it's really cool that they do that. Um, it makes me think though, like, would, yeah. would you ever consider doing the Boston marathon?
1: i I. I was considering at one point, I've had a lot of people uh, over the last year ask me about it, especially once I finished the full marathon. Um, I had a few few people hit me up and say, oh, do you ever think that you might qualify for it? And I was like, at some point I might if I continue training very hard, but um, I know it's a very difficult race to get into because I have two family members that are hardcore runners that have attempted to... um, qualify for it but they unfortunately they didn't meet the qualifications because I heard that it's a pretty rigorous course oh, to yeah. even qualify for it and you have to have certain timing and everything. But uh the Walt Disney World Marathon is a qualifying course. So if you do really well at that you can technically qualify for the Boston Marathon.
0: Oh that's that's interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um well the virtual races are great. Um I feel like this is a very solid list so far. Uh, What's the runner-up, though? What's number two?
1: So, number two, I would definitely say would probably be Walt Disney World Marathon Weekend. Um, This year, I sort of took a big jump, and in January, I completed my first marathon, and it was probably the most difficult thing I've ever done, (laughs) just because it's, it's very mentally draining, and... I'm going to do it again uh, in 2021, but it's it's definitely something that if you never trained before, then you probably don't want to do it because it's very rough on your body and I could barely walk for a week afterwards.
0: Jeez. Um, yeah, that sounds... Like, even... Um, I have gone nowhere near a marathon, but I once... I ran, like, I think four miles one night and I woke up... Like, for the next week, I was just sore, which is not a good testament of my own ability to endure that kind of thing. But I can only imagine that if I had ever done anything close to what you've done, I'd probably, I probably would have just died.
1: Oh yeah. No, it's, it's, <laughs> it's something that, um, I think after I finished the race, I came home and showered and then we went to the park. Um, and we were those people cause one of the traditions for a lot of the run Disney racers are they come from all over the world to do these races um, and some of the races draw 14, 15,000 people. Wow. Um, yeah, exactly. So what they do is they always go to the park afterwards and I don't know how some people do it because <laughs> I, um, I was feeling pretty rough and I fin- <laughs> think I finished the Walt Disney World Marathon. Um, and I think 8,000 people crossed the finish line after me and I was like, wow, that's that's hardcore stuff, but people usually go to the parks after, and they wear their medals. Some of them wear their set six medals that they earned from the Dopey Challenge. So people definitely celebrate afterwards, and um, the Walt Disney World Marathon, I think, is definitely something that you'll always remember for the rest of your life, because it's, it's very extraordinary, because it consists of four different races, a uh, 5K, a 10K, a half, and a full Um, and some people do all four of those races in one weekend, which is called the Dopey Challenge, which I hope to do someday.
0: I think that's a good, definitely a good thing to try to do, but I can't even imagine trying to go to the parks after. I feel like I would just want to either like sleep or eat a bunch.
1: Oh yeah. Immediately after finishing the marathon, I went to five guys and had (laughs) two burgers, a shake and fries and I, I felt great afterwards because I was like I burned at least 3,000 calories during that race
0: wow uh that's definitely you got to treat yourself for sure um what is oh yeah that's a good pick for the number two love marathon weekend what is what is number one though
1: so number one is definitely going to be um the wine and dine half marathon weekend because that is something that is I love wine and I love food so um that's one of the many reasons why I chose it as number one, but also because it's features much more than just the typical race. So the race, yes, you run. Um, but if you participate in the half marathon, you get automatic entry into the after party, which is at Epcot at night. Ooh. and that after party has a bunch of exclusive characters. Like this past year, I think it had the uh, three caballeros. It had, um, bowler hat guy from meet the Robinsons, mm-hmm and Mushu from Mulan
0: Wow, those are definitely rare ones
1: Yeah, the the Wine and Dine Weekend is probably my favorite um, because it also does have all the food and wine kiosks open um, after hours so from 10pm to 1am they close the park and it's only available to people that have purchased the tickets to the event or people that have ran the race earlier in the day, so it's sort of like one of those Disney after-hours events.
0: So where does um, this the Wine and Dine race, where does that uh, take you to?
1: So that one is, um, that takes you through actually three of the four Disney parks. Um, the Walt Disney World Marathon is the only one that takes you through all four parks. But the Wine and Dine took, it started at Epcot, no, it started at Magic Kingdom. And then you went the back way to Animal Kingdom and then you went to Hollywood Studios and then Epcot. But oh. you never really went through Magic Kingdom. You sort of started in their parking lot and you were racing through the entire resort to finish in Epcot.
0: That's crazy because like, Magic Kingdom is so far away from all the other ones. That's insane.
1: Yeah, no, if, if you have ever taken the bus ride or the monorail, just imagine that monorail you take. Oh. <laughs> uh, pretty much, I've I've had to run that and... It's, it's a nice run because there's a lot of scenery and characters and entertainment along the way uh, that keeps you going, but it's also the motivation of the runners. It's, <laughs> it's something that is definitely a memorable experience to say, oh, I've ran 26.2 miles or 13.1 miles around the Walt Disney World Resort.
0: That's what I would feel like, too. Like, I I don't know if you're the same way, but running indoors is just... It's, like, so boring. I need the outdoor scenery to keep me stimulated.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, that brings me to the whole point of um, motivation during running because it's, it's sort of hard to run if you don't have an end goal. So that's what a lot of people have troubles with uh, when they're training for a race. But it's really nice when... um Disney puts all the characters, and then they also have like live bands from high schools. They have like the citizens from Hollywood, Main Street citizens, and all that stuff also on the
0: course. Well, that's super cool. I think there's probably few places better to run than Disney because there's always going to be something <laughs> cool to see. Um, which I guess it's a good transition as well into uh, some of the questions I have for you um, are in this yeah, list. Yeah, of course. Go ahead. It's a great top five list. Um, Are these, all of the races you've done, are there more that didn't make the list?
1: Um, So the races that I've done in order, um, I have a wall in my room that's dedicated to all my medals and bibs. So, but I have, I've done the Star Wars 5K. Um, I did the Black Panther virtual run in August of last year. Um, I've done the wine and dine half the full walt disney world marathon and then um recently i just did the princess half marathon so the only one i actually have left to do is the star wars rival run half marathon which i was gonna do this year and i registered for it but um due to the health events and safety of the cast and guests i'm not able to
0: hopefully you'll be able to uh check that one off the bucket list at some point
1: oh yeah definitely 2021 is that year and then uh and that's one of my goals, to complete the top-tier race of each race weekend. And that's the last one i got to do.
0: That's very exciting. Um, which, which of those kinds of races is your favorite to do? Like, it seems like maybe you like the half marathon the best?
1: The half marathon, I think, is honestly the best out of the four different types of races. Um, because it's not too short, but it's also not too long. Um, it's sort of that perfect medium between... Not stressing your body out too much and also just like getting enough exercise to feel like I've done a great job.
0: It definitely, uh, it seems like a good one to work up towards. Um, like I, I feel like 5k and 10k are good checkpoints along the way to the half marathon before you go and double it.
1: Yeah, yeah, because I never did before doing the half marathon, I sort of just jumped from the 5k to the half. Um, because once I did the 5k, I ran that full 3.1 miles, and then I was like, okay, well add 10 more miles onto that, and that's pretty much a half marathon. So it took me about maybe six, seven months to train for it. And it was definitely worth it in the end because the fact that you grab that medal at the very end is sometimes it's emotional. Like I know, uh, some people called me a baby, but, uh, when I crossed that finish line for the Walt Disney world marathon, I sort of had some tears in my eyes because that's something I never thought I would ever do. And like your body will be hurting during that after, especially after mile 15, um, it's just a, a, definitely feel good attitude. It's like graduation or, um, achieving a milestone in a career moment that you've wanted.
0: Absolutely. I think that's definitely worth the emotion. I mean, that's such a, like, so there's not many people who can accomplish something like that and can say that can, now you can always say that you ever run a marathon. That's amazing.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Cause I got, I read, I read some stats after I finished the marathon that only 2% of the world's population has ever completed a marathon.
0: And now, now you're one of the 2%. One of
1: the 2%, yeah. So uh, if you remember during the college program, I called myself Mr. Quarterly.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: So I, I called myself for a while Mr.
0: 2%. That's the best nickname. I mean, it, it, some people might think it's milk, but I feel like most people will know what you're talking about.
1: I know, right? Yeah, that's what I was thinking <laughs> when I first said it. Somebody actually commented on saying, oh, so you like milk? I was like, of course I like milk.
0: <laughs> um. Well, yeah. I mean, those are good races. I think half marathon seems like a good one to be the best kind. Uh, but what are what are some of the sort of the some of sort of the differences between each race aside from like the fact that they're different lengths of each other?
1: Um. So the probably I would say the uh, the amount of characters and the theming. Um, for the five k and ten k aren't usually heavily themed. Um, Depending on what weekend it is, it's sort of themed around that. So for Star Wars, all four or all three races um, consist of characters from the Star Wars franchise out there on the course or during the expo or before the race even begins and you go to your corral. Um, They have a lot of the characters and backdrops that you can get photos with. So the main differences, I would say, would probably be the characters and entertainment that's on the course.
0: Have you ever met any of the rare characters during these races?
1: I've met some pretty cool characters during it. Um, I know during the full marathon, I sort of wanted to keep up with my time, so I didn't really stop during it. Um, but during the full marathon, I met Max from a Goofy movie. Nice. I met, um, who else did I meet? I think it was a pink hippo from Fantasia.
0: Wow, I didn't even know they had that character. And
1: then, yeah, no, I know. Was, I was surprised to see it because I was like, I think it's only ever in Phantasmic or um, I don't know where some of these characters come from, but I know they uh, just appear out for these special events. And throughout the course for the full marathon, they had like Nick and Judy from Zootopia. They had um, a lot of the classic characters out there like Mickey, Minnie. Uh, they had Goofy in his sailor outfit with a boat. That was like on the road heading to the Magic Kingdom parking lot.
0: Wow. That's so then that cool. was
1: really neat. And then during the Wine and Dine, I met characters like Baloo, Big Bad Wolf, um, Lewis from Meet the Robinsons, and Bolt.
0: I always love seeing the pictures of all these crazy characters. Like, I saw they did Darkwing Duck one time, and I thought that was amazing.
1: Yeah, like, some of the characters on there are, uh, like, people always ask me, so, did you have to wait in, like, a 45-minute line for these characters? And I always respond, and I say, no, because if you waited for 45 minutes in line for a character, they would have cut you off the race. Like, you wouldn't have been <laughs> able to finish. Uh, but, usually, it's, like, some characters might be, like, a, a one-minute wait. Like, I know the first character I ever met on a course was Lewis from Princess and the Frog.
0: And he was just a one-minute...
1: Yeah, he was just like I stood in line for maybe two minutes max and it was pretty quick and I continue to run because the bib that you have on you is how the photo pass photographers check to make sure that you get your photo. So they usually tag the photo after the event. So it's sort of not like, oh, yeah, you have to scan your magic band and get an autograph like those you can't do those during the run because they want to make sure that you can get through it as quick as possible.
0: Well, it sounds like a good way to get a like a very creative way to get a breather during the race
1: it is it, it definitely helps especially with those longer distances because it saves you some energy um, also along the courses are like water stations and sometimes they have bananas and like energy gels that you can take so um, there's points throughout the race in which you want to stop and get get a breather because the incline is. Like, as you know, if you've been at Walt Disney World, it goes up and down all over the course.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, well, that's a good way to go into this next question here. Um, when when you have, like, these sort of inclines or when you know that you're going to be doing a marathon instead of a half marathon, what sort of strategies and techniques do you use to train?
1: So I, I, I sort of use a combination between, um, I would say pace and health so with pace it's it's extremely important to pace yourselves during these races because if you don't pace yourself um you might go too hard at the beginning and you you might n- not have any energy left to finish the race so it's all about stamina and endurance um so when you're training for these races you really want to do um, interval training or you at least want to pace yourself. So. One thing uh, someone taught me was to do uh, a two-to-one ratio. So it's you run for two minutes and then you walk for a minute. Run two, walk one. Uh, That sort of helps you with breathing and being able to actually finish the race rather than saying, okay, I'm going to go, my first mile is going to be an eight-minute mile, and then you won't have any energy to really finish the rest of the race, especially if you're not an experienced runner. So um, you really need to pace yourselves during uh, these races. And then another, uh, tool would be probably to make sure you're eating correctly, you're hydrating properly, because if you don't hydrate or eat properly, then you're really not going to, um, do well in any races or even training because you need to have the proper nutrients and, um, food in you and hydration to be able to even finish.
0: Absolutely. And, Going off of that, like, what what does your diet consist of? Like, maybe even in the week leading up to a race. Yeah.
1: So the usually the week leading up to a race, um, I hydrate almost every hour. So I try to drink a, either uh, a half a glass of water or a glass of water almost every hour. Um, especially because my training is very rigorous. So I, what I try to do is every day I try to hit at least three miles, um, and it's really helpful during the quarantine because. Um, now I actually have time to run outside, whereas whenever I was working, uh, I would work six, seven days a week. So what I would do is I would just use a treadmill. Now, treadmill is very different than running outside um, because if you've ever ran on a treadmill, you notice that like you really don't have to use it as much uh, of your strength or um, you don't really have to pace yourself because you have a belt doing the work for you. whereas, When you're outside, you use more muscles, you use more of your stamina, um, and it's more mentally draining to run outside, especially because of the temperature.
0: Oh, yeah. I can imagine it's brutal trying to run down there, especially in the summer. That must be impossible.
1: Yeah. Like, the other day, I think I ran outside, and it was, I think, 93 degrees out. And my goal was to hit five miles, and I only hit two and a half, um, because it was, A, really sunny out, and B, it was just too hot. So... I sort of learned to run at night because it's a little bit better to do it at 7 p.m. when the sun's going down.
0: Definitely running at night is a good solution for that. Um, and the humidity, like how... Is the humidity rough too?
1: The humidity is probably the most difficult thing. And I have, I have a really good story. Uh, some people that have ran the Walt Disney World Marathon this year probably think it's a, a bad story and a bad experience because nobody was really expecting it. But I don't know if you heard... Um, usually in January, it's, it's pretty cold down here in Florida, uh, at least for us, Florida residents. Um, I know for you and for like my parents and stuff, they're in Massachusetts and they're like, what are you talking about? 60 degrees isn't cold. That's nice. <laughs> That's so, uh, it was for the full marathon. It was, I believe 87 degrees out at around 7 a.m. Um, and nobody was expecting that because a lot last year, it was sort of in the forties and fifties. So they had to take a lot of safety precautions, um, because the humidity was so high during this past full marathon. So it, it definitely affects you because you can't run as fast and as hard as you normally would. Um, because there's a lot of different things that contribute to your running. Like you can train as hard as you want and eat healthy and run, um, every day. But if the weather conditions aren't a hundred percent or really nice, then you're not going to really be able to perform as well as you would normally would.
0: I think that's, a uh, definitely a lot of good advice there that's worth, uh, keeping in mind. Um, but, to go off of maybe even some more advice, uh, do you have any for people who maybe struggle to be motivated or to keep running once they start? Like they feel like it might be too hard to pursue.
1: Yeah, I would. Um, when I, when I was thinking about, uh, my run Disney experience, I definitely think that motivation is very important when it comes to running because it's easy to slip out. Like, trust me, during my training, um, there's been days where, I don't want to run and I regret it because I'm like, Oh, you'll get into a mode uh, where you're going to need running every single day and that you're going to need to eat healthy and hydrate. And when you're not doing those things, you sort of feel, um, like you're failing yourself. So one thing that I try to do is even if I'm not in the mood to run, I try to go outside and either go for a jog or I just go for a walk because as long as you get those muscles moving, um, then it's it's going to benefit you in the long run because if you train for six months and then you take a two weeks off you're going to sort of have to reset because your muscles are going to start to relax and every it's sort of like uh strength and conditioning is if you bench 200 for a full week and then if you take a month off you're not going to be able to bench really 200 um again unless you build back up so I think the motivation is trying to keep yourself active as well as it's not cheap to run these races. So what you really want to do is, um, make your money's worth it. So if you don't, so one of the biggest things is on these courses, there is a time limit. Um, so you have to at least run a 16 minute mile. And if you don't run that, they will, they do kick you off the course just because, there is a time restraint because it's Walt Disney World. People are going to be on those roads. think traffic needs to get by and everything. So if you aren't able to make that uh, time, then you're going to get kicked off the course. You still get a medal, but you just wouldn't be able to have that accomplishment saying, oh, I did it.
0: That's definitely, I think, the financial incentive could be a good one to think, like, you spend a lot of money on this, you might as well do it. Um,
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, I think um, the wine and dine half marathon is probably the most expensive because it comes with the after party um but disney not only has the races that you can register for but they also have challenges so they have things called like the fairy tale challenge the uh kessel run and goofy's challenge and then they also have the ultimate challenge which is dopey's which is you run all four races during the week um and it's expensive, that's up to like $600. Jeez. So if you're paying that much, you want to be able to finish it. And my, my attitude is, when I finish a race and get a medal, do I want to say that, oh, I was able to finish the race or get a medal and not actually finish the race? Like I feel like it's, it's one of those things that um, you want to tell a story about this medal. Like Disney is all about storytelling. Like as you said earlier at the start of the podcast that I'm a very Disney-esque person. Um, So each medal I have comes with a different story. So I want to sort of tell that story and say, hey, I finished the race rather than, oh, I had to get kicked off and I still got the medal even though I didn't finish.
0: I think that's definitely a great mindset to have. And you know, like you said, there's a lot of ways to uh, work up to it at Disney. There's challenges and stuff like that. Um, But they also have... Uh, running trails at some of the resorts and um i did the wilderness lodge running trail once and that was super nice there were like animals around it was really beautiful um do you have any sort of favorite running trails if you ever go to one of the resorts
1: actually yeah you hit it right on the mark there um i would say the wilderness trail is probably one of my favorites because when you ran there where did you run like where did you start
0: i started um Pretty much where, like, the running trail sign was right near sort of one of the entrances to the hotel.
1: Okay, yeah, because, like, I think, did you run from Fort Wilderness all the way up to Wilderness Lodge?
0: I didn't do Fort Wilderness, just, uh, I just took it to the lodge.
1: Oh, just the Wilderness Lodge. Oh, okay, yeah, because they have a trail um, sort of, like, right when you go through security at the Disney uh, Wilderness Lodge. If you take a right, there's this trail that brings you all the way to the back of Fort Wilderness, like sort of where this, uh, the horse is and the de doo review is. Um, so when I did that run, I actually parked at Magic Kingdom and I took a bus over, and I did this with my good friend Andy. Um, and we started at the Fort Wilderness bus loop that was all the way at the front, and then we... Ran all the way through the campground, all the way up to the Hoopty Doo review, and then we ran to Wilderness Lodge. That was the first uh, training run that I did uh, back in January of 2019, and like you said, it was scenic, and it was a beautiful course, because I love running through nature, Um, so that's one of my favorites. I've ran at every single Disney resort, except for the Wilderness Lodge, or except for the Animal Kingdom Lodge, Mm. because they really don't have any uh, designated trail there
0: they are really the hotels are really quite nice to run at um and especially now like with the quarantine like we can we can run we have to make sure we're uh distance from people but um we can go to these places where we might not have had time to go before like usually you might just go right outside your house and do it there
1: exactly like i know that uh disney's being very strict of who they're letting on their property so i've been doing a lot of my training around my neighborhood and sort of finding different routes to run and like sort of creating a variation for myself instead of doing the same thing every day. Um, I heard somebody say that this quarantine feels like Groundhog Day because you're waking up having breakfast and you have the same thing every single day. So trying to get some variation in there and changing it up a little bit since I'm not able to do uh, the usual courses that I like to run whenever I have free time.
0: Is Disney really not letting people even onto like the running trails or anything?
1: As far as I know, I know that um, I'm part of like an annual pass holders group on Facebook, so I've seen a lot of people say that um, like Disney security is not letting people on their property because apparently right now they're labeling it as a private property. So you can drive through it, you just really can't stop and get out of your car like to go to any of the resorts because I know all the resorts are completely closed down.
0: Oh, wow. I did not know it was that strict.
1: Um, yeah, it's uh, down here. I think I I usually have to pass through Disney to get to my home anyways. So the other day I had to drive past Animal Kingdom, and it was really weird at 3 p.m. in the afternoon to see no cars in the parking lot or no cars on the road. Because, like, usually it's packed with cars.
0: It's super eerie. Like, I feel like, obviously, like, the parks have never been closed this long before and. It's just super weird for that to be what's happening.
1: It's it's definitely an odd feeling, because I know I was at Magic Kingdom the last night it was opened, and similar to what Disneyland did is they brought out a bunch of characters and uh, they had the new president of Walt Disney World, Josh, come out, um, and they were like waving goodbye to all the guests as they were leaving, and it was a sad thing because it was like nobody's going to know when this is open yet, because... Shanghai Disneyland was the first one to close back in late January, and it's just starting to reopen in small phases. Um, I think the upcoming weeks, like I know back in early March, they started opening up their version of Disney Springs and um, some of the hotels for, like, limited operations, but who knows when the parks are going to be back open, but I hope it's soon. A lot of people are speculating maybe June 1st.
0: That would be definitely good. I would hope, if this is all over by June, that would be fantastic, because I feel kind of nervous that who knows how long it's going to go on for.
1: Exactly. Are you planning on uh, coming down here at all? During, yeah. uh, where, like, when everything goes back to normal?
0: Oh, yeah. I was going to come down in the summer and try to look at some, like, like complexes of, like where, to, like, where I would live, like, next summer, when I can actually, like, when I'll be, like, fully done with grad school and everything to come down, and... Now I'm not yeah. even sure if I'll be able to come down this summer at all. Yeah,
1: hopefully uh, the summer is a huge financial gain for the, the Walt Disney Company, so hopefully everything's back in. I know it's going to be a, maybe two years before everything's back to normal, but hopefully their operations can start resuming. That way they can start to build up um, and figure out the best ways to control this new world that we're sort of going to be living in.
0: It would definitely be a good sign. It would like kind of be like a comfort. Um, and sort of like in terms of like individual with the quarantine, uh, how have you been able to keep up with your running strategies? It sounds like a lot of people might have more time, but they might be less motivated. Um, do you have any tips for running during this crazy time in the world?
1: Yeah, I would, uh, definitely depending on where you're living, um, definitely helps out. Like if you have a treadmill, um, go for like a run or two every day. Like you don't, even, you, do, you don't have to go for a full out sprint. You have, you can go for maybe um, like a 20 minute jog or maybe on the treadmill and do the ratio I was talking about a little bit earlier. So interval training. Um, but I w- I would just try to stay as active as possible because the last thing you want to do is just sit on your couch all day and um, just watch TV because eventually you're, you're going to probably go crazy like me. I, I, I know I've gone crazy doing it. So I try to go for runs um, every night. I know if I do a, like a longer run, like a three, four-mile run, I'll sort of take the next day off to, to sort of relax because one thing you don't want to do is um, over overrun uh, or overstress your body because if you do that, then you might not be able to um, – run as much as you want to. So you want to, like, like I said earlier, you want to sort of do interval training. Um, you don't really want to run every single day, but you want to run enough so that you're remaining active and you always want to build on it. So don't always run one mile every day, maybe do one mile one day and then the next day do two. The following day do like 2.5 and keep building upon, um, your running strategies.
0: I think that's great advice. It's advice that I'm certainly going to be implementing because I've been doing a mile every day, not varying, not doing any sort of variation at all. But now I'm going to try to, I'm going to shake it up a bit now.
1: Yeah. I'd love to do a race with you at some point. Cause, uh, if you come down here, um, during like next summer or something, and you're here for the fall, the wine and dine half marathon is calling your name.
0: I I would be so down for that. That'd be amazing. Um, if, Let's say this all goes well, like best case scenario happens for the uh, the quarantine and the virus and everything, um, what would your next race be?
1: So my next race currently, I signed up for my first challenge, um, which is going to be the Wine and Dine Half Marathon in November. Um, I think that's currently scheduled for November 7th and 8th. So the this year, the Wine and Dine Half Marathon is actually villains themed, so... The entire weekend actually sold out in less than 20 minutes.
0: Jeez. Wow.
1: Yeah, it's, it's crazy because a lot of people are the medals are really cool because they're very they're themed really well. So, if you ever never seen one, definitely look them up because they have new medals and they release them every year and um, if you do the challenge that consists of running the 10k on Saturday and then you run the half marathon on Sunday. And you get three medals. You get the 10K, the half marathon, and then you get a challenge medal. So you can sort of walk around the park with heavy medals on your neck and um, sort of brag to everybody else and saying, like, oh, yeah, I ran about 19.3 miles.
0: Um, that's a definitely a great accomplishment to have. Um, and if if this all goes well and we, everything goes back to normal as best as it can, I will definitely uh, take you up on that wine and dine offer because that sounds like a great time Um but yeah, is there any last thing before we get out of here that you wanted to impart to the listeners who might be inclined to run?
1: Um, I, I would definitely say like my two pieces of advice would probably be one, get out there and start getting active during this quarantine. Because um, even though it's a, a hard time we're dealing with it, I want everyone to stay mentally healthy um, because that's one of the most important things to do. And two is the Run Disney community is a great community of individuals that are professional runners and aren't professional runners. But on that course, everyone's together. Um, Like, I, when I did the full marathon, I pulled a muscle in my left leg around mile 18. And um, this lady from New Mexico came up to me and said, Hey, like, do you need help? And she helped uh, roll um, that muscle to make sure I was feeling better. And she helped actually teach me how to interval, uh, run. So she would run with me for 10 or for two minutes and then walk with me for one. And she was actually, she's a cancer survivor that, uh, did the Boston marathon last year. Um, and just like me, she never thought she was ever going to do a marathon, but she did it. So definitely, uh, it's always fun to do the impossible as Walt Disney always said
0: that i don't think there could be a more perfect note um to end a podcast on that's a great story and a great quote um mitch thank you so much for being here this was fantastic
1: yeah dave most welcome and uh, i can't wait for you to come back down and hopefully some way we do, uh someday we can do a race together